Hello Capricorn friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Capricorn November 2021 Astrology Must Knows Horoscope Forecast. Definitely go to AnnieHelpsYou.com where you can see the interface for all of the things that I make for you each month. You don't want to miss any of my classes or blogs or podcasts and you can get to all of them through AnnieHelpsYou.com. If you forget that website by the time the video is over, then you can click on the more button underneath the video and I've got lots of links there, including to my school, Luminous Life Multiversity, where you can see my my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com. If you think I go into a lot of details in the horoscopes, you should see what I go into in that course, so you can check that out there. So two admin notes for Capricorn to make the most of this video. First is that this is for you if your sun is in Capricorn, if your rising is Cap, or if your moon, like my moon, is in Cap with you, or if you have any other Capricorn placements that you watch for. What I'm going to share in this is going to be part of your astrological picture. The next thing is that if you are a late degree Capricorn, so if your birthday is later in January, or you know if you know your degrees and it's in the late degree, especially even um, January 11th through the rest of the sign or 20 to 29 degrees, then I definitely suggest that you additionally watch my Aquarius report because I will have additional pieces in there for you, you late degree people, cuspy, and you have a more complex read, so you need both to see your bigger picture. Okay, so what do we have going on this month? The first must know is that November is one of my favorite months of the whole year, and I'm going to point out some reasons why as we move along here. One of the biggest reasons why is that we're in the open window. I always talk about how the windows for launches and new things and clarity and pushing forward and agreements and contracts and moves and um, investments and just anything big that we have to do, putting our, you know, launching new businesses, making big decisions, anything like that. Whenever the tide is going out, that sets those type of boats afloat in a better way. Just imagine the tide is coming in. If you're trying to push something out to sea, it's not going to go out as far. And so we're now moving into a period of time where those stars are open. So I've got some visuals here that, okay, so first we've got the list here. The first thing we're going to talk about is this open window. Now the whole month of November is full of possibilities for moving forward and for the things we're about to discuss, but there's a special window from around the 3rd or 4th of November through the 17th, and that is wedged beautifully between the post-Mercury retrograde um, transit that ended November 3rd and the pre-Venus retrograde shadow transit that starts November 18th. So the most energy of tides going out are between these dates of the 3rd or 4th and 17th. And so let's look at this for a second here. So, okay, so we've got November 3rd, Mercury is clear. We had this whole month of October was very much uh, in retrograde and towards the end that Mercury started to wear off. And now here we are, Mercury's fully clear, but then Venus starts its shadow and it gets deeper and deeper as the month goes on until we go retrograde in Venus around the 19th of December, and that is retrograde until the end of January, and that post-Venus retrograde shadow doesn't end until the beginning of March, so we're in for a long haul with the ruler of love, beauty, money, design, and this rules so many things in our lives. You do not want to be uninformed about this, and so I have, if you go to AnnieHelpsYou.com or just search online for Annie Botticelli Venus Retrograde, you'll find my video that is very short but very content-rich to give you the heads up of the things you want to avoid during Venus retrograde. And you want to watch that video now because 
you might not want to do some of the things before Venus goes in retrograde if you knew that you're you're intending to do them or that it's kind of pending. So the better educated you are early, the, the more. And you've got this beautiful window here. So here's a nice review just to understand these energies more. Okay, so October is pretty much all of this stuff. Now November, we're in the direct energy and there's a big difference. So this whole month, the launches, the big decisions, the agreements, the paperwork, the planning for the future, the uh, making plans for this month, moves, you know, anything like that, an initiative, launching your life's work, starting a new business, starting anything new. Then as we get towards the end of November, we start flowing more into this retrograde energy again. And October was very full of this as well. So you've got a magical window here and you want to make the most of it. Okay, so the next thing that I want to talk about has to do with the fact that we finally have more sweet aspects than salty ones this month. We haven't had that happen since May. So June, July, August, September, October, we had more salty aspects, the difficult, challenging ones. And some of them were by a landslide. So this is a nice, refreshing pick-me-up here. And, um, and you'll definitely be feeling that. And there's also, I put seven, but there's really nine. There's a nine star aspect pileup between November 26th and November 30th. If you want to know all of the dates of all of the aspects in the whole month, what they are, what they can mean for you, definitely go to AnnieHelpsYou.com and sign up for my free email newsletter because I give you a full written write-up one month ahead. But for our purposes here, just star on your calendar, November 26th through 30th, when we have this amazing abundance of sweet aspects. It's very rare to have so many nice aspects that are not interrupted by salty ones. Okay, so we've got a beautiful lineup there. All right, so now we're going to talk about the planets moving through Scorpio and Sagittarius and Venus moving into your sign Capricorn by looking at the charts. All right, so I'm going to use this early degree chart, but everything we're going to talk about is true for all early, middle, and late degree placements unless I otherwise tell you. And if there is something different, I'll show you in the chart why. So the first thing I want to talk about is that we still have a lot of energy in Scorpio. And for Capricorns, this is a really good thing because that the Scorpio energy makes a 60 degree angle between um, Scorpio and Capricorn. And 60 degree angle is the angle of opportunity. I always call those the ingredients on the counter angle, which means that somebody shows up and gives you ingredients to make something, but you actually have to make something with it. And Capricorns are very good at that, right? Of all of the people in the Zodiac, Capricorns are very, very ambitious. I have my moon and Venus in Capricorn, and both of them are in or near the sign or the house of Capricorn. So I have a lot of this in myself, and I know how we are. So just so you know, opportunities are going to come. Some of them will be very obvious, but some of them you might have to be looking with the eyes of, hey, could this be an opportunity? Could this be an opportunity? And then do something with it. And fortunately, this is happening at a time where it's also a great time to do something with it. Okay, so any opportunities that come to you are going to have great energy to activate. And you might get a lot of help from people with power or resources, or whether that's, you know, getting money that you need or getting emotional support that you need, getting, um, you know, admin support or any kind of support that you need to make something happen that you've been wanting to do. 
the odds are in your favor. This energy also brings into the forefront um, a focus on partnerships and relationships. And we still do have quite a bit of Libra Scorpio energy. And those are the two partnership signs of the Zodiac. So personal relationships are going to be front and center in very meaningful ways and for better and worse. There might be things to work out. There might be, you know, obstacles that you've overcome. But in general, the tension or strife from September and October in the relationships, you might have come to resolutions by this time and are ready to move forward. Or you might have come to a decision about a relationship and this is a good time to move forward. Or could be, you have to tune into your intuition to see if that's true for you, but the stars are certainly open for this. Now, once again here, this work sector is activated for Capricorn. So career, work, employment, raises, recognition, starting new businesses, getting new jobs are all beautifully highlighted. If you're someone that doesn't need to work or doesn't need money and you're independently wealthy or if you're retired, then this can just be you getting out in the world, you showing your stuff. Maybe you start taking dancing lessons and you have a performance and people are looking at you and you're being recognized for a gift that you have and it has nothing to do with earning money. You know, this energy has to do with our work out in the world and sometimes our work out in the world is not things that we get paid for, but that is highlighted nonetheless. So as we have the energies moving into Sagittarius, okay, so the sun's going to get there. Venus is still there. This energy is very lighthearted, it's optimistic, and so of course each individual can have the chance to have a completely different experience than what we talk about in a general horoscope. Astrology is very complex, and all of the things we talk about are levels and layers of truth, but someone's individual chart can be having a different story and we can't speak to all of that. But in general, the time of Sagittarius is a time when things get super busy, super, super, super busy. And because of the energies of things waking up in October, Jupiter is direct, Saturn is direct, Saturn is your ruler, things that have might have come to a standstill, you might start seeing signs of life in September, big opening in October, and things really pushing along in November. So expect to be very busy and expect that projects that had gone dormant will continue to wake up here and fly forward in a very big way. Of course, that's going to demand a lot of you and you might feel like you're running all over the place, but this is a very good time to be active and busy and getting stuff done. It also has a lot to do with, of course, this Sag energy plus the eclipse that we have. And we'll talk more about the November Taurus eclipse here in a couple of minutes, but just to know we are ending the Sagittarius Gemini eclipse cycle. And that eclipse cycle was what was kicking off when the world shut down in March, 2020. Last summer or winter for you all down under in 2020, we had the Gemini Sagittarius eclipse cycle that started, but it was around March that that, that eclipse season began. And so what is Sagittarius and Gemini rule? Education, mobility. So we saw a lot of not going to work, not going to school, education, information, communication being transmitted in different ways other than in person. And so there's been this new path of online ways of interacting with people um, in, with, as more of a priority and more of an option. And so something is cycling out with that. Um, many people are going to either be returning back to work or making the decision that they don't want to return back to office work or and the same with schools. So that a lot of that is going to be coming up in a very, very meaningful way. But again, this is a very good time to um, have clarity for making the decision of what is right for you if you have a choice of that. 
And as Venus gets into Capricorn, Venus is going to kiss all of the Capricorn placements. And a Venus kiss looks like hanging out with my grandma Marge. Every time we talk about Venus, I always like to bring my grandmother Marge up. She's one of my Italian grandmothers. And she would stick a meatball in my mouth, kiss my face, say nice things to me, give me some money, and take me into her comfortable house. And so love, affection, money, security, sustenance, all of that is Venus. And Venus is going into your sign. And Venus is going to be going retrograde in your sign. And so you're going to have a very extended period of time with Venus crossing over your placements, crossing back over your placements, crossing back over your placements. And so you definitely can have a lot of beautiful things come in every area ruled by Venus um, over the next November, December, January, February, even into March. Okay, so I've seen when Venus has gone retrograde in Capricorn, I've seen business things light up from the past in magical ways. Romantic things light up from the past in magical ways. And yeah, sometimes there are issues that come up from the past as well. But I often see a lot of kisses. Okay, so those kisses are starting now and everything is ready to move forward. But it's also keeping your eye on business with ex the expanded solutions of Sagittarius and the deep intimacy and shared resources of Scorpio. So that's you know the, the general um, energy of the personal planets. All right, let's see what else here. Um, all right, so now let's talk about the eclipse. So we talked about the fact that we're ending the Gemini Sagittarius eclipse cycle. And at the same time, we're starting the Taurus Scorpio eclipse cycle. So this eclipse cycle that's activating now is going to be in effect until the end of 2023. So the themes that you have, that you start to see coming up now, pay close attention because themes that come up now might be similar themes that came up from the end of 2012 through the end of 2014. It doesn't mean if something terrible happened at that time, this is a common question that I get. It doesn't mean if something terrible happened in that time that that's going to happen again, per se, okay? What it means is that there are themes that are coming up to work with that were similar then. In some cases, there were lessons that had to be learned in the last time, and if we learned them, then when this time around, we might make different decisions which might make different outcomes. But if you think about what went on in those times, you'll start to see some similarities between now, the end of 2021, through the end of 2023. And we'll talk about what the areas of life where some of those themes are going to be here in a couple of minutes. The next thing I wanna talk about is that, in general, Taurus and Scorpio have to do with my money and resources versus your or our money and resources. It's a me, we, and our, my stuff and our stuff polarity. So we'll continue to see on the individual level, the community level, the global level, the, the reshuffling of resources and the financial systems and the food systems and switching around of different agricultural things because of different um, uh, weather, global warming related types of uh, crops and, you know, a lot of things are going to go on with money and a lot of things are going to go on in the arena of um, how people are viewing their personal expenditure of resources. So the gathering of resources, the expenditure of resources, the sharing of resources are all going to become very relevant for you as an individual, like in your house, with your family, and also in the world. So that's a big piece that's coming up. Um, now for Capricorns, this eclipse, and actually let's just go back and talk about the dates and look at this. So we're talking about on November 19th, this lunar eclipse at 27 degrees of Taurus. This is the first in the series. Now you might be noticing, 
What does Taurus have in common with Capricorn? They're both Earth signs, which means that this eclipse and this whole eclipse cycle is actually in a friendly angle to your Capricorn placement. So that can be very helpful with um, how you experience that. And so this is a, a chance for extra blessings for Capricorns and extra ease in the transitions for Capricorns especially those of you towards the end of the sign. The closer you are to 27 degrees, we'll say around, we'll just say all the late degree people. So if your birthday is from around January 11th through the rest of the sign and the later in January or the closer to 27 degrees, the more of the positive impact you'll get from this um, eclipse, okay? So now let's look at some of the, where, or where it's happening. Okay, so for Early degree friends, this is where we're going to just differentiate out a little differentiate out a little bit. That eclipse is happening in the fifth house. We'll talk about what this means in a minute. Now, from the whole house perspective, all Capricorns are going to have the potential energies of the eclipse in the fifth house. Okay. From the Placidus perspective, the energy shifts back in the chart. So when we get to the middle degree chart. Now the eclipse is on the line here between the fourth and fifth house, and depending on your exact degree, it's going to be in one or the other, but it's going to be close enough to either and both that you could manifest in the fourth or fifth house. All right, and the same thing for the late degree people. Even though it's very likely that that eclipse is actually going to be in the fourth house for you all, it's close enough to the fifth that you may see manifestations. Okay, so I did do a whole special series. You can go to Annie Botticelli, click on my YouTube page, scroll down and see my Eclipse playlist for more details, but I am going to hit some highlights about which Eclipse energies are relevant for you, okay? So I suggest that all caps watch my Eclipse in Taurus video, watch my Eclipses in Sagittarius video because the December Eclipse is in Sagittarius. November eclipses in Taurus. I will talk about where the Sagittarius eclipse is for you in the December report. I also suggest that all caps watch my eclipses in Leo slash the fifth house. Now, if you're a January born cap, I also suggest you watch my eclipses in Cancer or fourth house. Okay, so what does all this mean? We talked a little bit about what the types of changes are that can happen. Now, eclipses can bring radical new beginnings new trajectory shifts where you're going in this direction, then all of a sudden, wow, I guess we're going here. It can also bring major endings, and some of those endings are not things that we want. But this is a time, eclipse time, is a, is a time where we see that scientific principle that energy is not created, neither created nor destroyed, it simply changes form. So to energy is taken from one place and there's this big hole of energy, but then something comes in and fills that hole of energy with the new thing. Sometimes the new thing comes in before the old thing goes. Sometimes the old thing goes and you're waiting saying, gosh, the space is here, when is the new thing going to come? But it will come. And these are the areas that you're likely to see it. Finances, teaching, learning, education, international business, international travel, immigration, speaking, writing, um, spiritual churches, things like that, adventure, and even your perspective. Eclipses in Sagittarius can often change how we view things. So you might have seen the world through this certain lens, and now you're seeing it through a completely different lens because of something that goes on or an awareness that you have. Now, specifically for cap placements, the eclipses in the fifth house, and I do go into more details of this in this uh, eclipse specific videos, I'm just hitting the highlights here, but pregnancies, 
um, having children, anything notable, you know, land um, milestones with children, yours, your own or others, projects involving children, your creative babies, anything like that, your hobbies, learning a new hobby, and hidden talents can be revealed. Whenever there's an eclipse or energy in the fifth house, the odds of um, hidden talents coming up where you could your whole life go and no, not know that you have a gift in a certain area. And the way you would explore this would be by doing saying yes to some things that someone says, hey, do you wanna take a salsa lesson? Or, hey, do you wanna go take this painting class? Or something comes up, or that it's something you've been wanting to do and you actively look for a way to work with your hobbies, you might have a lot of blessings that come from that. And this is also a bucket list house. I don't have that on here, but where some things that you've been wanting to do for a really long time might actually come to pass at this time with this eclipse energy and stepping into leadership and being seen. And those of you who have work in the fields of any of the things we talked about already with the, the Taurus things and the Sagittarius things or actors, models, um, you know, fashionistas, anyone who's out in front of people, singers, athletes, anything that you do where people are looking at you and you are sort of the center of attention, this energy is very supportive to those lines of work. And if you're trying to get your hobbies out there into and turn it into work, this is also great for that. Now, those of you who are January born caps, you are also having an increased chance that real estate, homes, housing, um, moving sales, purchases, occupants in your house, rentals, anything like that, your ancestry, genealogy, your childhood psychology is coming into play, big changes there, big exits, big new beginnings, things like that are all coming up in a big way. So in general, this month is just power packed of possibilities for new beginnings. It is a time when we'll have to say goodbye to some things. We may or may not be ready for those things, but um, but they will come nonetheless. And some of the things might be things that you really wanna say goodbye to because something else that's a major must know about eclipses is that they move, they're, they're connected to the North and South Node. And the North and South Node in astrology are so important because the North Node is our highest expression this lifetime. The South Node is our karma or what we came in with and the lessons we're supposed to learn and the gifts that we have from either our ancestries or wherever we get our gifts from our previous lives, whatever your belief system is, whatever you come in with is your South Node energy. And the eclipses ride along those points. So they clear out karma, they clear out patterning, they give us opportunities to clear out old ways of being and to step into the new way, into a higher expression, into our highest destiny. And so those opportunities will definitely come, and especially since the eclipse cycle that was a little bit more challenging for CAPS is closing out and the new eclipse cycle that's in a better angle for you is opening up and hopefully that will bring magical things for you. Well, as usual, I've given you lots of information to help you make the most of the starry opportunities. If you'd like even more information, you can go to AnnieHelpsYou.com, which is where you can connect in with my podcast, all of my blog sites, my books, my courses. I've got all kinds of free goodies, so you can check all that out at 
AnnieHelpsYou.com. You can check out my school, LoomLife.com, L-U-M-E, Life.com. That's my school, Luminous Life Multiversity. And if you'd like to be a professional astrologer or just learn astrology because you love it and you want to help yourself and your friends, you can see my course there, Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery Course. If you think I go into a lot of details with the free offerings that I do every month, then you should see the details I go into in the comprehensive organized nature of this course that will equip you to do whatever you'd like to do with astrology. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye!